I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And I'm Rico Galliano. And we're assuming you tip your bartender, right? We hope. Yes. And you tip your waiter. Well, now you can tip us. Yeah, you can You can think of us as audio bartend waiters, you know, <laughs> making you a refreshing cocktail of humor and smarts each week with a musical garnish. We're bartend waiters? <laughs> we're going to be if we don't get any money. <laughs> Just head to our website. It is dinnerpartydownload.org and make a donation. Any amount will do. And that cash does two wonderful things. It helps support our show, and it lets the powers that be know you think we're the type of show worth supporting. So thank you for that. Yeah, for some reason they don't believe it when we tell them that, so Go it's figure. appreciated. And now, here's this week's episode on The House. Okay, here's a joke. Uh, a dog walks onto a construction site, goes up to the foreman, and he says, Can I have a job? And the foreman says, Well, we're not hiring at the moment, but have you tried the circus? And the dog just looks at him and says... What would the circus want with a plumber? I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And I'm Rico Galliano. And from American Public Media, this is the Dinner Party Download, the show that equips you to win your next dinner party. You just got a joke from Jonathan Ryland, the Viking in those Capital One TV ads. Yay. You've seen him. That'll help you break the ice. Later, you'll learn stuff you didn't know from the most powerful man in Bollywood, Amir Khan. But first, as with any dinner party, we start off with small talk. This week in the news, you've been hearing this. Debate over the proposed Ground Zero Mosque project continued Wednesday. Federal authorities have decided to indict Roger Clemens on charges of making false statements to Congress. The last U.S. combat brigade has left Iraq. Now it's time to arm you with a story everybody hasn't heard. Joining us is Farai Jadea. She has an article in the latest issue of Ebony Magazine, and she's host of the forthcoming public radio show, Pop and Politics. Farai, what story are you going to be talking about at your dinner parties this weekend? Oh, well, you know, people say teenagers never listen. Well, it may actually be true that they can't even hear. There's a new (laughs) study that's out in the Journal of the American Medical Association showing there was a 30 percent rise in the number of teens who have hearing loss. Because they're listening to iPods and MP3 players and stuff? MP3 players. Well, we know the Zune wasn't involved. The the Zune is blameless. (laughs) Because no one bought them. So Microsoft's out of a lawsuit. Oh, man. They're not culpable. Whatever happened in the good old days? When I was a teen, you lost your hearing at, you know, a Who concert. Exactly. It's like, don't stand next to the speakers. Wait, you were a kid during a Who concert, Rico? <laughs> All right. Let's let's say a uh, Tears for Fears concert. Mm-hmm. Um, but does anyone see an Apple business strategy here, though? You know, like you lose your hearing from iPods. Exactly. I think we're going to need a really nicely designed hearing aid in, in about 10 or 20 years. Who's going to design that, I wonder? <laughs> or you could go steampunk and you could have an ear trumpet. <laughs> the eye ear trumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Variety Chidea, thanks for the small talk. Thank you. And now, time for cocktails. This is the part of the show where we tell you something that happened in history and then give you a fitting drink to serve along with it. It's like showing up for history class and instead of a pop quiz, the professor hands out liquor. <laughs> awesome. Just like my grade school. Whoa. First, the history. This week back in 1833, Indonesia was ground zero for one of the most spectacular events ever. Now, most folks at your dinner party won't have any idea what it was. Thanks to our friend Michelle Philippi, you're about to. The island of Krakatoa was about 2,000 feet tall. And one day in 1883, it disappeared. See, Krakatoa was an active volcano, and for months it had been especially active. At one point, it let loose a column of smoke, seven miles tall. But people on surrounding islands weren't worried. Some even threw parties. 
Krakatoa was pretty far away after all. It was like a fireworks display. Then came the real fireworks. Four eruptions literally blew Krakatoa to bits. It was the loudest sound in recorded history. Molten rock and tsunamis destroyed villages up to 50 miles away. The party was over. Krakatoa killed 36,000 people, and it affected everyone on Earth. Ash from the blast lowered global temperatures for years, and countries around the world reported ominous sunsets. You can see one today in the famous painting, The Scream. Some say Edvard Munch was inspired to paint it when Krakatoan ash turned Norway's skies blood red. So that was the history lesson. Now it's time for the booze. I'm on the line with Jim Ramdahl. He's the bar manager at Vessel, a bar in Seattle, which just a couple decades ago was covered in ash when nearby Mount St. Helens blew her top. Jim, what cocktail does this story inspire you to make? So I wanted to make sort of a combination between like a Northwest volcano and Indonesia volcano for Krakatoa and St. Helens. Okay. So we start off with gin from here right around Seattle, the Voyager gin. Okay. A bit of lime juice. A little bit of simple syrup. Mm -hmm. And then since Krakatoa is in Indonesia, I had to use some Batavia Arak. Wow, what is that? Sort of they call it the rum of Indonesia. And then before you shake it, you put a a sprig of rosemary in a short glass. Okay. And then put a little bit of absinthe over the rosemary, and you light it on fire. Whoa. A little bit of rosemary smoke comes out of it. I do this, and then I, I pour the components on top of the rosemary. Then you put a big mound of crushed ice, so it kind of makes a mountain above the cocktail. And on top of that, we pour like a robust red wine. I use the Shiraz. And then the red wine is the lava? The red wine is the lava. And also, because you mentioned the, the screen painting with the beautiful sunsets, yeah. it'll actually float into the drink, and it kind of creates a big reddish-purple haze on the top. Wow. What are you, you going to call it? I call it the blood and ashes. The blood and ashes. The old, like, curse word. Well, I hope the FCC guy who's listening to this right now... That, um... That's why, that's kind of why I picked it. You know, <laughs> curse words we can say on the radio. <laughs> but I think the people are so old that uh, do censorship still that they may actually think it's still a curse. They may, sure. <laughs> so, Brendan, if uh, Krakatoa wasn't horrible enough, guess what? There's another volcano where Krakatoa <laughs> once was. It is called a not Krakatoa. <laughs> Which oh means my God. Child of Krakatoa. It's like the sequel. That's right. It's Krakatoa 2. Krakatoa. The revenge of the revenge. <laughs> revenge and endless repetition. Speaking of which, take revenge on your long week, people, by checking out the recipe for the blood and ashes at dinnerpartydownload.org. Our guest of honor this week is filmmaker Amir Khan. Last year, he was named the most powerful man in India's film industry. He starred in the two highest grossing Indian films of all time, and he produced the movie Peeply Live, which this year became the first Indian film ever to compete in the Sundance Film Festival. It's in theaters now, and Amir, welcome. Thank you so much. In India, you are a household name. So what is it like coming to America where almost nobody knows who you are? <laughs> well, it's a relief on, on a lot of levels. Uh, <clears throat> back home in India, wherever I go, I'm recognized. And, and that's kind of an invisible weight on my shoulders, you know. Uh, so it's a relief to be in a place where I can walk on the streets and just chill. Yeah, <laughs> Just go to a grocery store without getting mobbed. Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen? I mean, is it like Beatles-level ecstasy amongst people when they see you? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, I mean, I have security with me at all times, but 
well, the truth is that if that didn't happen, I'd be really unhappy. So <laughs> you're not going to complain. I'm not complaining. No, I'm not complaining. All right. Um, so this film that you produced, People Live, played Sundance, and that's just the latest example of an Indian film getting accepted around the world. Why do you think that's happening? Actually, a, a, a really well-made Bollywood film is is great to watch. It's full of life and and very vibrant. And and the one quality it has, which I feel a lot of film industries across the world are losing, is hope. Bollywood films always have hope in them. The cynicism has not creeped in yet. And yet, this movie isn't typical Bollywood. It's a it's a satire about a media frenzy that erupts when a, a poor farmer decides to kill himself so he can get government compensation money for his family. Interestingly. People live when I read the script I loved it and I wanted to do it and I realized that you know this is going to be a tough sell to an Indian audience because you know Indian audiences traditionally don't like satires they don't work in India and most of our films are not social or political in nature but it's done well in India our audience taste changing there well that is happening television in India has really grown exponentially in the last so many years and so many channels coming from all over the world so and i think audiences over the last 10 years have been much more open to films which are not your formula mainstream films in fact a lot of formula mainstream films have not been working you know people don't know what's mainstream anymore <laughs> so i'm quite happy about that all right we have two questions that we ask everybody on the show the first question is if we are seated next to you at a dinner party what question should we not ask you what question are you kind of tired of at answering I think I guess um so how is it being an actor? Really? Like that general a question? <laughs> yeah, you get that asked quite often. Maybe the question is more like what is it like being a star? I don't have the answer for that because I I don't see myself as a star. Uh I you know, I just see myself as a normal guy who's doing what he feels, you know, excited about. Well, question number 2 is sort of the converse. Tell us something you haven't talked about in interviews before. Tell us something we don't know. Oh, I saw the Rubik's Cube really fast. <laughs> really interesting one yeah i was really into it as a kid and my average timing at that point was 42 seconds is that something you did yourself or did you like get a book and learn it i cracked most of it myself and then this friend of mine cracked it on his own and he showed me how to do it but i found his method took me 5 minutes to solve the cube and i wasn't happy with that <laughs> so i then developed my own ways of solving it then you applied that to your career and now you're able to like crack the rubik's cube of the film industry <laughs> Oh wow, I wish I could do that. But the the charm of the film world is that nobody knows. So Rico, the world record time for solving the Rubik's cube is 7.08 seconds. Is that <laughs> possible? That's what Wikipedia says, so it has to be true. I take that as law. <laughs> But here here's why I believe it. That's the same amount of time it takes to kill a Klingon with a pocket protector. So <laughs> something there's like a nice parallel there. <laughs> And that's the dinner party download for this week. Uh we've got links, a blog, recipes and more at dinnerpartydownload.org. Thanks this week to Jackson Musker and we leave you as always with one for the road, a song to play on your way to or departing from this weekend's dinner party. This week it's soul pop throwbacks fits in the tantrums. This is their new single, Money Grabber. Bon appetit.
I'm Rico Galliano. And I'm Brendan Francis Noonan. And unless you're one out of five teenagers, we're going to assume that you heard our request for donations at the top of the show. But just in case you didn't, please contribute at dinnerpartydownload.org. Thank you.